Welcome, my friends, to Scrimey, a river the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Just to paint a picture for the viewer at home, this is something very strange is happening. Dennis usually like sits forward in his chair in a little video chat now and is like hyped and ready to go. He's sitting back very relaxed with his eyes closed. Yeah, I, I was wondering if closing my eyes would affect the podcast at all. I imagine it'll make reading the questions more difficult, but outside of that, I wonder I, if it'll change things. Dennis, I don't think it'll change anything when it comes to you reading the questions. <laughs> all right, okay. You don't read the questions as it okay. is, so I don't think your eyes being open or closed. Sometimes you, I have to read them live. You look very zen, mate. You look very relaxed. I've got a little zen garden. Are we going to have a little zen garden? Have you got an actual little zen garden? Yeah. Here. Is this, is this a bit? Oh, he's picking something up here. It's coming into focus. Oh, he does. It's got a little rake and everything. Like there's the there's the sand and the rocks and there's like one of them little things like a little what are they like a little obelisk or something? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I come in and there's a paw print in here and I'm like, hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now who could have done that? I'd be very scared about having that in my desk. There's like sand and stuff everywhere. You don't like sand? It's coarse and rough and it gets okay. everywhere. Oh, go murder some kids about it, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> it's a Star Wars reference. If anyone's not. <laughs> Things for just being really Dennis weird. isn't actually advocating, you know, sand-based child murder. I would never advocate younglings, Riley. Not younglings. <laughs> Not younglings. Not the younglings. Um, welcome to another another absolutely chock-a-block episode of Scrimey River. Last week we claimed it was a smaller episode. It still went for an hour. Yeah, I think this might actually be a sub-hour. I don't think that it matters how many submissions we get. I think we still, we're still in that, that sweet spot. We're still like, we're never like after 25 minutes. Well, nothing left to talk about. Good night, everybody. See you later, you know, and yeah, exactly. Um, what is there to talk about this week, Dennis? I understand big news at our primary sponsor, channelfireball.com. There has been an announcement. Riley, channelfireball.com is changing forever. Channelfireball.com, moving away from magic cards, they are now selling cheese and dare other dairy products. Mm-hmm. For all your dairy-related needs, channel fire curd? No, I didn't think that one through. Uh, channel fire brie? Channel brie ball? Channel cheese ball? Channel uh, channel cheese bag. Nice. Channelcheesebag.com. Um, what's going on at Channel Fireball? This marketplace has been a lot of chat about it, Dennis. There's been an announcement made this week. Times are changing. Channelfireball.com. Mm. And the Channel Fireball is going to, as we've been talking about before, is going to turn into the Channel Fireball Marketplace, a mm-hmm. place for game stores around the country, United States only at launch, I'm afraid, to peddle their wares, both Magic and Pokemon and Flesh and Blood and Yu-Gi-Oh! and Dragon Ball alike, mm. to players throughout the country. We're taking a step back, Riley. We're getting out of the singles game. Yeah. We're getting married. <laughs> yeah. The hot singles no longer are coming from your area. Yeah, they're coming from a sort of decentralized network of areas okay. around the Yeah, country. a decentralized network of hot singles um, yeah. that, that are being shipped throughout the... But no, it's, not- a market, it's a marketplace for card games. Yeah. Populated only by stores. Mm-hmm. So you can trust that it's not some random guy in his mom's basement shoving cards into a Rice Krispies box and sending them off to you. Selling water-damaged cards that have been sat in a, in a basement. Uh, and... You're supporting game stores. And yeah. games, like, I, I say a lot of things on this podcast that I don't mean, but this is one that I do mean. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. What have you said that you mean, you don't mean? Happy to be here. Wow. Nice to be, nice to see you. Okay. How are you? I care about you. Yeah. You know, all the, all the cool. Thanks, man. Really good. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, game stores are like the lifeblood of mm. card games. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can order card games on the internet from places like chatfob.com. Use Kumakot Smart. It's not the same. Mm. You need a place to play those cards that is not just your kitchen table. 
you know, game stores are where hobbies and memories and lifetime friendships are made. Yep. And we want to support that. So Mm -hmm. on September 30th, Channel Fireball will cease to be as you know it and return as a customer, to be honest, largely unchanged. That's what I was going to ask, because I got the email from Gabby being like, oh, here's what's happening. (laughs) And Gabby's email says, as a customer, not a lot will change while shopping at CFB. Yeah, true. So, like, you'll type in your, you know, Forsworn Paladin or whatever the, the card that you want is. And it will there's still a, pop there's up. a much more there's a massively increased chance we have it in stock if yep. that's worth anything. Yep. And it'll be up there and you can see how much it's gonna be and whatever else add it to your cart and, and get on your way. But from the back end, I guess like you know that this is going back to a part of the community that has done it really tough for a long time. You know, mm. the LGSs have for a, a number of different reasons have, have had a really rough go of things. Of course, the pandemic first on that list, a couple of other things have been going on as well. So and like that, that's that's part of the reasoning here is mm. we, like all of Channel Fireball's marketing spend, content budget, everything mm. is staying there, and it's going to be pushing people to buy stuff from stores instead of from us. Yep, it's pretty sick. But uh, apparently, not much else is changing uh, when it comes to uh, yeah. You'll uh, still again, go and buy your cards there. Content, um, store credit, no Carries no difference over. there, right? Yep, yep. You can just use that anywhere, and uh, the stores will get paid out fully in cash for it. Oh, you're not paying them in store credit? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Like, oh, I've got $500 in store credit. I'll buy all this thing from this shop. And there's some there's some shop in Wichita in Kansas that is like, all right, well, the sale came through. Oh, excellent. Very good. We've been we've been hurting this quarter. It's like, yeah, but um, it's uh, $500 of Channel 5 store credit. Ah, now, are we able to pay the rent? Well, no, we're not able to pay the rent with that. Oh, maybe. Maybe you've got a landlord who's into magic. Maybe they'll take it. You've got a landlord who's also in the Channel 5 marketplace. <laughs> You're kind of just describing a Ponzi scheme, basically, at this stage. Hey, listen, if we're at the top of it, Dennis, that's fine. There's only one person at the top of Ponzi scheme. Who's that? Ponzi. Didn't Ponzi go to prison? Yes. Okay, well, then, then <laughs> hey, the throne is vacant, dude. That's true. Is there room I, for two? I'll sit in here. Do you know how Ponzi schemes work? It's wild. So, a Ponzi scheme works by um, you take money off the people beneath you and promise money to them that actually never gets paid. Like, the money- Goes up only. It yeah, doesn't. But it never moves down. Like it would be like, hey Riley, I have a great business idea. Yeah, I'd like a thousand dollars. Okay, and you're like, okay. Well, go, first of all, I'm not like okay because I know you, but I'd say, sure. Let me tell. You, let, let me hear more about it first. Well, let's say you're into it. Okay. And then you give me thousand dollars, and then I go to Jeff. I'm like, Jeff, I have this great business idea. Riley's already in for a thousand bucks. Yeah. You want to get in on this? Yeah. For like, two, and Jeff's like, great. I'll give you two thousand dollars. Yeah. And I go back to you and I go, Riley, here's your $1,200 dividend on the $1,000 you gave me. Yeah. You want to, you want to re-up? And you're like, oh my God, yeah, already? Yeah, I'll put in $5,000. That's yeah. the whole scheme. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And the more people you get in, the more money that gets put into it. And it, Ponzi, so here, Ponzi schemes do work if you have an infinite number of people con- constantly putting money in. Then everyone's, yes. everyone can make money. But Dennis, here's the thing. And this is what, this is what Ponzi didn't think about. It's so, it's unlucky because obviously it was for him, revolutionary business model could have taken the world by storm. You know, he really was a visionary, but he forgot that there aren't an infinite number of people. This is not dissimilar to how banks work though. Okay. Like, when you put your money into a bank, mm. we can't all withdraw our money from the bank at the same time. Yes, yeah. Because a lot of it is in mortgages and mm. things. A lot of the banks are like, I mean, all the banks are like, oh, no, you can have all your money whenever you want, but just don't ask for it all, please. Yeah. Not, not everyone at the same time. Yeah. One time, when I, met, when I went to move overseas and I had to, um, I had to transfer all my money, you know, obviously from Australian to Euros, and I, uh, I, I had to make an appointment with the bank to do this. And I was like, 
why? And they're like, no, we just need to make sure we've got everything prepared for you. It's like, it's my money? It's like, no, we just need to make sure we've got everything prepared for you. It's like, okay, mate, all right, what are you doing? They're calling like, quick, we've got it. Riley's coming in. We've got to, we've got to pull, pull it out, pull the money out, sell, 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 let's go. But I think there's an element of that to it. I mean, I, I was transferring thousands, not millions, but, you know, there's an element of not everyone at the same time, please. Please, one at a time. Yeah, one at a time, exactly. And then if some of you could die sometimes to default on your mortgages, that'd be great. That'd be, help- that'd be very helpful. Um, so banks have got it all sorted out. Um, just like Channel Fireball have got it all sorted out with the new marketplace that is coming Channel- your way. That's the tagline. Channel Fireball Marketplace, not a Ponzi scheme. I feel like you could have done better than that. No, 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 no. Because it makes all other marketplaces look like Ponzi schemes by contrast. Can I tell you it's this? Like, it's, it's like when you market marshmallows as asbestos free. It doesn't do that. And can I tell you why? It immediately makes me think, why are they so keen to point out that it's not a Ponzi scheme? I didn't think it was. Mm. This is like when we get questions from Vin the Human. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, wasn't yeah. th- I didn't think that you weren't a human, Vin, until you said that. And now I think you're not because you said that you are. I like asbestos free marketing. Dennis, I wouldn't consider marshmallows to have asbestos in them until they claim to be asbestos free. Channel Fireball Marketplace, low fat. Is it though? I mean, yes. I guess so. I guess by definition, you because it's a marketplace. A bunch not- of, like, if you consume the API, I don't think it gets you any caloric value. What's the caloric value of a magic card? Can you not get, zero. You get fat-free magic cards? Probably. Paper probably is not fat. Paper yeah, it's probably not, not, very, not very fattening. Don't try this out. Let's not. We don't need. We don't need Scryhards putting this. Have you, you, you read the test. card? No. The I've eaten the card. No, I punished a card once by dunking it in water. Ooh. Yeah. I, uh, I I I gave it a bit of a bath in a glass of water to punish it for not being any good. It was a precinct captain. That's so, relatively recent. You were an adult when that came out. <laughs> well, I, I, I've only played Magic as an adult. I guess that's true. Yeah, it's weird because so. it's a children's card game. That's unusual. Very strange because it's a children's card game. Anyway, if you want to get your hands on some children's cards, channelfiber.com. I mean, if you want to, if you hate supporting LGSs, if you can't stand LGSs and you want them to fail, hurry up because soon all of your purchases at channelfiber.com will yeah. be supporting LGSs. So you've got until September 30 to get if across If you want to get your hands on some children's cards, channelfiber.com or mm-hmm. your nearest playground. Both equally good options. I wouldn't do that. I don't think you should go around mugging children for their cards. I, he- I hear it is very easy to steal from children. Famously so. Famously so. Particularly to take uh, c- c- confectionery. 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 And other, like, other... Taking, like, like the saying goes, Riley. Yeah. Like procuring confectionery from an infant. Exactly right. Exactly right. And before the midden hits the windmill, Dennis, for that, we should uh, continue on and deal with... Our short-lived FM radio... Sorry, let's well, try again. Short-lived for the wrong reason, so we'll get into this in a second. Yeah. Half past 11 here on Riley FM, joined by Dennis. Good to have you. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We just heard a song there from... No, you're not allowed... You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to back announce tracks, are you? Mm-mm. No, you move no, on. You can, you can. No, 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 you're not supposed to, I think. I think you just... You can ask James. James used to be a radio host. I think, I think you just... Oh, that's right. You never say that was. You never go, that no. was Rihanna. You just say Rihanna, whatever. Anyway... Um, half past 11 here on a grey old Tuesday. Hope you're having a great day. Dennis, Secret Sound. Uh, obviously we announced Secret last week. Secret Sound. Secret Sound. No one was even close. No. Last week we, Dennis, do you want to give us the sound again? Dennis, uh, got an item, activated, utilized that item. And we said, if anyone guessed what it was, we would, uh, give, give them a month of CFB Pro. I'd like to now announce the winner of the Secret Sound competition. Who guessed this sound, Dennis? One more time. 
It was no one. No Not one even close. came close. Dude, we had guesses like uh, Stapler was the, everyone went for Stapler. Uh, pen Clicking uh, was another one. Uh, Pez Dispenser, which in my book is the closest one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Kinjio guessed, oh, it was Dennis uh, hitting his space bar. Immediately followed up by Avocado saying, well, he bumped the microphone with it, so I highly doubt that it was his space bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we had someone suggest the staple remover things. Ooh, the one okay. that looked like vampire teeth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I was, Riley was like, what are we going to do? Nobody guessed. I was like, well, that's the whole point. That's a, like a radio show. You just keep it going. Riley was like, I do not want to talk about this every I week. I don't want this to be a, a segment every week. So, we're drawing a line under it. It wasn't a three-hole punch. Uh, it wasn't a single hole punch. It wasn't a double hole punch. It was a quadra hole punch. It was a quadra hole punch and you all lose. No, Dennis, tell us what the secret sound was. This was me clicking the mechanism on my secret safe wallet. One of those wallets that has a little compartment for the cards that flick out and it sounds like this. And that was him hitting the microphone. Yep. <laughs> so it's this little wallet, weird wallet thing that when you click a button, the card like kind of shoots out. What's mm-hmm. it called? Secret. 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 Oh, so it was not a. Oh, so you was you gave people a clue. It was a secret sound. It was a secret sound. It wasn't a secret sound. Mm. Oh man, it was all, it was there in the title the whole time. No one knew. Anyway, so what happens to that month of Channel Fireball Pro now? Oh, we just shut down Channel Fireball Pro altogether. That that was the one thing we needed. That promo was, was. We yeah. needed one more to get over the line for the month. Didn't I get can't it. remember if I've told this story on the stream before, on the podcast before. This happened on stream. I'm going to tell you it again anyway because it's so good. I think <clears> I have. Someone came into the stream and was like, "Oh, such a shame about um, you know the pro. You know the walking wizards were like walking back pro and all that sort of stuff, right? Like pro magic and whatever else. And they said it was because Magic Legends failed." Yes. I've told this before, right? I think mm-hmm. I've definitely told you. Someone came in and said that they had, like, access to inside information at Wizards that said that the reason they'd shut down, like, Pro Magic and were sunsetting the NPL and all the rest of it is because they, spent, to bail too, out. they spent too much money on Magic Legends and had to bail that out. And then Magic Legends is now shutting down. So It's not even, co- not even coming out of beta. <laughs> no. So I can't believe that, man. So, sorry everyone, but that's the end of Channel Fireball Pro. If only you'd been able to guess this secret sound. Um, yeah, there it is. That's it. Uh, before we get into the advice, Dennis... And so Channel Fireball Pro dies, Riley. Not with a bang, but with a... <laughs> Dennis, there's something you want to talk about before we get into the advice. Yes. Riley, I wanted to just hear your take mm. in Old Man Yells at Cloud style, because yep. Ryan and I talked about this off the podcast, I know Riley's take. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about historic horizons, jumpstart? Jumpstart horizons, yeah. Cards made specifically for arena that can never be made in paper because they rely on things like randomness and replacing other cards with other things and permanently giving cards plus one plus one and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, you so know, like Hearthstone, for example. So if those of you haven't seen, yes, uh, Jumpstart Arena Historic or whatever it's called is adding a bunch of new cards, like a bunch of new cards to arena. And some of them have mechanics that are functional, not imp- exactly. I know there, there are going to be nerds in the Discord who are like, well, actually, you could. It's like, basically, you know what I'm talking about. These aren't really cards that you can play. You you can try to, I guess, but, like, they're not cards that are really going to translate to paper very easily at all, right? Um, I don't like them. You don't like them? I don't like them. And I don't know why. 
I can't articulate that any. And the reason that you use the phrase "old man yells at clouds" is because that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you why they don't sit well with me. Um, I think that it's really ridiculous that everyone people are coming out and being like, "Well, it's just very clearly the death of paper magic." You know, it's cl-. like there was a comment I read that someone was like. Wizards need to make up their mind whether they're making a digital card game or a paper card game. It's like, no, they don't. They can make two at the same time. They can make both. Mm-hmm. They, like it's, they can make card game. Like they, it's not as if they have to pick a lane and stick to it, right? They can still print commander products and still print new sets and all that sort of stuff while also, you know, innovating and changing stuff on a regular. There could be differences between the dig- digital version of the game and the real version. Like there are stark differences between Call of Duty Warzone and the occupation of Iraq. Like they're just not really. The same, and that's okay. There are All right, you can... Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't like this, and I don't know why. I can't say why other than, you know... it. thing is, if you go back to one of my articles recently, I talked about how Historic is never going to be in a, a, a paper format, right? I was talking, why? Well, I was well now, about, obviously. Now, obviously, but like beforehand, because I've had people in, in, in my, my stream be like, oh, you know, should I buy this Historic deck? I'm like, in paper? And like, yeah, I'm like, No. And they go, why? It's like, it's not a paper format, man. Like, it's not, right? Mm-hmm. And like, oh, but, you know, there's, well, they might they might run events. That's sort of something. Like, I don't think so. And this just cements that. But I was, it's, I don't know why. I'm having trouble figuring out my own opinion with this and why it's there. Because, like, I feel like it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. Because like, I don't like these without, because I can't justify it. I don't like it because it decouples arena from paper. But then they were already decoupled because I was already saying that Historic wasn't an, was an online-only format. I like it. Okay. You like them. I like them. Here's okay, why. Go on. Magic has not been utilizing the fact that it has a digital component to its game properly at all. Okay. Magic has been trying to replicate a paper game in a digital world. Okay. Which is awkward and hard and difficult and sucks sometimes. Yeah, with stuff like infinite combos and whatever else, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, why not use it? Why not make a set that does all the stuff that you wish you could do? And we were talking about this earlier and you were like, I don't like this because, you know, Maybe this opens the door for them instead of banning cards, nerfing them on Arena, making it to fairy cost six oh, no, instead no. of five. I didn't say that I didn't like it because of that. I said that's another thing that I think we can reasonably expect. I like that. That's good. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't love that. I don't like that. To fairy in paper will cost or in, will cost three and will be banned, and then online it costs four and is okay. Why? I I just, the, the problem The problem I'm having here is I don't know how to justify this dislike that I have. I think it'll just cost four in paper as well. You think they'll just, they'll just errata it? Mm-hmm. There just seems to be such a deep-seated um, dislike of that idea. Based well, on that's because you, the re- the, reading the card explains the card is usually a pretty sacred rule. Yeah. Let me tell you about companions. <laughs> that's... That is different, though. That's not... That's, that's uh, that you know, that's very sort of slippery slopey to say, like... Oh, companions were the the way that this all started. Like that's that's a little different, I think. I don't know. I like the problem I'm having here is that it 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 is fine for me to not like these new cards. Not everyone has to like everything, but I can't justify why, other than oh, it's it's not the way that it was when I started playing. You know, and that's I think not a, a limited good reason, set, man. It is weird about historic, like and like you said, this definitely solidifies historic as never being a paper format, mm. which is whatever. I mean, pioneer is supposed to be the paper equivalent, and that's a name I've not heard in a long time. Mm, mm, mm. But the idea of like a limited format, for example, like if it was a draftable set that did a bunch of weird shit, like conspiracy, this is conspiracy like, at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's sick. I love conspiracy. Like, imagine it was like reverse the order of drafting. 
Yeah. That's something you could do in paper, I suppose. But like swap your three of your cards and another player with, with three random cards from around the table. Sure. Or it's a rare that when you draft it is just a blank zero mana zero zero. Hmm. And bef- when you go into deck building, it ra- it randomly becomes a rare of- from somebody else's pool, and they get. So this is like zero. a conspiracy type thing that would only work in digital. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, those cards, like all of the conspiracy cards, well, the, the actual conspiracies themselves, they're all like you can't play them in constructed, and all but also all the other all weird the cons- cards that interact with the draft are just unplayable in constructed. Do you know what they also are unplayable in yeah. online? How? These are paper. Like conspiracy doesn't work online. It's. Yeah, it could. It definitely could. Is there anything? Is there anything in these sets that doesn't? That, I'm trying to think if there's any paper only things. I don't think so. I don't think there's anything that you that, it, that just would never work digitally. The it stuff is like be. it gets very weird and complicated. Mm. Right? Like there's the what's that? What was the card? The there was the classic. Oh, the the classic example. It always gets brought up for the for, river. The re- yeah the rage or raging or whatever it is one of them no the the one like it's the bright the, the, the it's a red card there's like a picture of three brains I forget what it's called but basically it's like a, a, a opponent arranges stuff into three piles and one pile mm. gets picked randomly and and moto wasn't uh, magic online couldn't handle three piles it could handle two but not three right so they had to rewrite all of the Microsoft Excel code that was behind it in order <laughs> to make the game process three piles for an unplayable card that no one was ever going to put in a constructed deck, but they had to do that anyway, right? Yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. So I guess, like, I, I'm just having trouble. This is what I wanted to discuss with you. I'm having trouble justifying my dislike of these cards, and I don't like that. I don't like holding opinions that I can't justify. And so maybe I should not not like these cards if I can't tell you why I don't like them. If you have no, if you, it's not if you have nothing nice to say. It's if you have nothing nice to say and no way to explain it. Yeah, don't say anything. Why don't you I like these cards? It's because they they they're weird and different. different, and they do something that I don't think needed to be done. Are you going to try the set? And you must. Sure. I mean, got to find grist for the content mill, right? Mm. I don't know. I'm just not enthused about like when when new cards come out, especially recently with the D and D set and whatever else. Like I just I'm just into it, man. I want to see these cards. I want to play with them, that sort of stuff. And then this kind of, like there's new Davriel, whatever. Oh, and oh, this annoys me so much. I mean, whatever. I guess it's nice, but like everyone's like, mm, this Davriel looks like Riley. It's like okay, we both have moustache. We both have a moustache. I'm gonna see it. This picture. I'm it doesn't. I don't. I don't look like this guy, man. I just we just both have him as he looks like a he looks like a, a bloody cartoon a Saturday morning cartoon character villain. Oh, he does look like you. He Let's doesn't look guy. like me. Looks exactly like you. This is what happened with Tomb Robber, just because Tomb Robber has a mustache, man. Tomb Robber, Tomb Robber looks exactly like you. It's Dennis, your invitational card. Dennis, I'm more than my mustache, please. My eyes are up here. <laughs> Slightly further up, but not much. Not a whole lot further up, but a little bit further up. Have you seen Pleasant Kenobi's invitational card? Um What is it again? The guy the stood up on the thing. Um, what's it called? Uh, I'm looking it up now. It's a two. It's a four two and a two four. Circle of the Moon Druid. That's right. Circle of the Moon Druid. Yeah, yeah, the, um, oh, I thought this was a centaur. It's not. It's just a guy with a like skirt. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Look, it, it's just it's it feels weird, and it also. I mean, I agree. If it were just like, oh, here are some fun some fun cards that are going to be played in this like weird limited set, I'd be like, great, sign me up. Historic is a competitive format. It's a format where tens of thousands of dollars are won and lost, you know. Digitally. So? It's still... So it, why not have digital-only cards? But 
Yeah, I guess. If it's a competitive format with so much money as one loss, give it some love. Give it some a deft hand. Make it unique. Make it special. You think so? Make it something only Arena and Hearthstone Legends of Ruterra could do. <laughs> All right, man. Well, when we end up playing with Yog Saron and, uh, you know, when we get Pavel flipping ridiculous babbling books on, on Arena. Let's go. Ragnaros, baby. I don't know. Then again, four years later, we're still talking about Pavel, Pavel and his, and his babbling book. So maybe, it, maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. What are you talking about? What is Pavel's babbling book? So in a, in Hearthstone, there is a card called Babbling Book, right? So one mana, one, one. Oh, Pavel book. I see. Yes, and it when is. it enters the battlefield, it makes a random spell in your hand. So it's basically, it's basically one mana, one, one, draw a card, except the card is, can be actual anything, right? Mm-hmm. And in a world championship semifinal one time, Pavel played a, um, Babbling book hit the exact like I think he had two like in all of Hearthstone's cards he had a two outer right mm-hmm. so this isn't like two in his deck this is two in the thousands of cards that have been printed right that could that could get any any hit it it's a polymorph or something and then a couple of turns later same situation he's staring down the barrel of a gun plays the babbling book and get rips another perfect answer to the situations in, and goes on to win the whole thing as intended. I guess so. And, uh, you know, people talk about how terrible it was, but now here we are four years later. How exciting is that? On a magic podcast talking about it. So. Yeah. Could you imagine having like a a moment in magic, like, like so RNG dependent? Like, imagine like you were like going to lose and you like topped out to Lightning Kid or something, like something ridiculous like that. Like it was pure chance that you got that card. I don't think people are complaining about. I, I think this is not a, a, a this is a disingenuous way of approaching the, the way that people are disliking it. I don't think they're disliking the randomness of it because these these new mechanics aren't particularly random, right? No, they're more they're, like it's more randomness is something that exists on weird dice rolling now for Christ's sake. There's the, you know the the new conjure mechanic is not RNG based mm. most of the time. I think people just don't like their their card game, their physical paper card game being t- decoupled from the digital one. I think. I think they're upset that Wizards is chill. It's pushing their focus elsewhere. Maybe I, I, if that's their if that's their problem, then I think that's foolish because I don't think Wizards are. Wizards make infinite money from paper magic. Infinite mm. money. Digital magic costs pay- them more than paper magic. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I, there was, there was, I don't know, man. There was something about their quarterly earnings or whatever else, and they were talking about how the cost of running an R and D studio for a, a a digital game was a significant outlay. You know, how much does it, how much could it cost to print a card? Five, ten dollars. Five or ten dollars, right? They've got that infrastructure set up. Now they've mm. got an in-house digital studio ma- maintaining this this client, right? That can't be cheap. I wonder how much. I wonder if it really makes that much money. It must, right? I don't think it makes as much money as Paper Magic. I don't have any inside information about this, but like, I, I, I don't paper, think so either. Paper Magic has to make more money. Yeah, I think so too. It has to. Just from the yes. sheer number of players and the and the desirability of of, of of owning these cards and people wanting like you know, cool commander foils or whatever, man. Will we answer some questions, ready? I'm sorry that I have this opinion. I don't know why I do. I wish I could justify it. I don't know who I'm apologizing to, to mainly me, right? Because I like being positive and enthusiastic about stuff and I like looking for the good in things. But for some reason, this just isn't sitting well with me and I can't justify it any more than that. So I'm sorry. Anyway, 
Huge bummer from me today. I do apologize, Dennis. Let's get bad vibes. Some bad vibes, Riley, today. We've got a question here from Maximus. Let me read it to you. <clears throat> Needed some advice. Here we go. I'm prepping for a trios tournament and I'm playing modern in the coming weeks. And I haven't played Paper Magic since GP Reno in 2020. Seems like a lifetime ago. When was GP Reno? It was in 2020. Yeah, but when? It was one of the last ones. I was going to say, there wasn't a lot of Paper Magic in 2020. It must have been like March or February. It was. It really can't like eighth of February. Eighth of February. Okay, yeah, yeah. So very early on. Twenty eighth of February to the first of March. Twenty eighth. I thought you said eighth. Twenty eighth of February. Yes. So really, really. This may have been the last one. Well, the last Magic event I went to was the one at DreamHack, and the one before that was the play that plays to a Phoenix, and that was early February. Yeah, yeah. I was DreamHack with you. Yeah, there weren't many after that. Anyway, um, in Reno. Yep. And I, like many others, took to Arena to scratch that magic itch. But around July of 2020, I stopped playing because of how dumb the standard historic formats were becoming. The question I'm inquiring about is, how do I take online success and apply it to in-person events and formats? I have friends who play MTGO, not MTGA, uh, and give me the details of the modern format, but I rarely take that with any weight. Given that online has been the primary form of magic lately, am I wrong in thinking online results do not draw a fair picture of the modern format or how much weight I should give to those results in my preparation on what to expect? Some more old man yells at clouds vibes here. Maximus, I don't know what to say to you here, mate. Given that online has been the primary form of magic lately, am I wrong in thinking online results do not draw a fair picture of the modern format? Mate. What modern format? (laughs) Online results are the modern format. I don't know. This is is a... I think there's a world where, like, because people haven't had access to magic cards in the same way. I mean, you can still buy them online. People aren't going to pre-releases. I imagine there's much less strict saving call time and things like that open than there would have been in previous sets just over sure. the world. Hmm. That maybe when people come out of their come out of hiding, come out of quarantine to play that's, again, that's not affecting. Won't actually, that's not think? affecting like top end spiky. Like if they need four copies of Ragavan, they're going to have four copies of Ragavan, right? Like top end spiky players hmm. are going to have the cards they need. The availability doesn't come into it. No, this doesn't sound like that to me. I don't think that's like. Oh, is 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 magic online reflective of the paper meta? Because I don't think it's about card availability. I think it's like yeah, that's. I think. I mean, you get look good. I I think this question is like, uh, d- does online magic even count? Are these are these even real decks? I mean, you get um, you get local metas that are different from world metas. Sure. Yeah. But online is the closest we think we have to a world meta. Yeah. And it actually, it just is a world battle. I don't know why it's supposed to think it is, I, I, I especially the last year. Yeah, and and but the thing is, even before the pandemic, right? For formats like Legacy, for formats like Modern, for I mean, even Standard, really, like was still driven by online results. Even before Arena, MTGO informed people around the world as to which decks would do. There wasn't a pro tour every weekend. There might have been a GP every weekend, but every mm-hmm. week, all those people that, that are having success with GPS. They were grinding Moto, man, and they were doing it mm-hmm. with decks that were doing that were winning challenges or going five zero in the leagues, that sort of stuff. Maximus, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say, tell you this, my friend, but like, you need to wake, wake up and smell the pixels because, <laughs> like, this question. To be quite honest with you, it smacks of like a sort of superiority thing when it comes to playing in paper rather than digital. Yeah, it's nonsense. Does that make sense? It, it smacks. It does being feel like, like that a little bit. Yeah, it's like, oh well, you know, I play real magic. I play in paper, and I'm not saying that you're that kind of player, Maximus. But I'm saying that like this question makes you sound like you immediately disregard digital 
results as being irrelevant for some reason irrelevant or again at a minimum as dennis says lesser or or less worthy and they're not and you're doing yourself a huge a huge disservice because formats are solved online now you know that's where the good decks are that's where the i don't think you can even in a world where that where you it was actually true that digital results were less than paper results i don't think you can afford to ignore them no but they're just not as the other thing. Oh, they're well. also just not. Like, they're actually much better. Especially over the last year. Like yeah. if you want if you're one of those people that before with GPs and stuff, you're like, oh, this deck did really well at this GP, I'm gonna play this. I'm not gonna look at online results, like whatever. Like that at least you can defend there. But like what what I come back to again, third time now in this question, is that given that online has been the primary form of magic lately, am I wrong in thinking that online results do not draw a fair picture of the modern format? The modern format is mm-hmm. online. Sure, it's being played in paper now more than it has been for the last couple of months or whatever. Like, sure, people are going back to shops and playing with decks. And But when was the last modern GP? When was the last, quote-unquote, real re- modern tournament? Reno. You know? Reno, was, Reno had modern PTQs. That's probably it. So these there just aren't big modern tournaments. There aren't modern tournaments. That, and the thing is, you were talking before about local metas and that sort of stuff. Those are less accurate pictures of the paper meta. Hmm. So I, I think you need to, you really need to start having a look at what's going on online because that's what everyone else will be doing. Those are the decks you need to prepare against. Those that, that like that is the meta game. What is happening on MTGO? There aren't GPs, man. There aren't huge modern ten Ks being played at, 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 at places every every weekend anymore. I mean, even when there were, you had so much more data from Magic Online than you did in Paper Turn. I just don't know how you can get through being a competitive spiky magic player without taking online results seriously because online online results is what drive or what used to drive the big paper tournaments anyway yeah you 100 percent have to so how much weight should i give those results in my preparation what to expect my question to you maximus is this what else are you using yeah actually that's true what's in the other column here in the pros and cons yeah when you're like oh i've got my online results and i've got what else to compare them intuition intuition Tarot readings? Uh, tarot readings, maybe? Sure. Very powerful way, you know, to get you get some powerful auguries as to whether, you know, how many copies of Core Firewalk you should play on your sideboard. Great. <laughs> but, like, at the end of the day, when you're like, how much weight should I give to these results in my preparation and what to expect? How much weight should you give them in lieu of what, man? Yeah, I don't know what the what alternative Darren is. Darren yeah, brings in, in and case- goes two and one with at your, at your Friday night FNM, buddy. Friday night FNM. At Friday night Magic Modern your event? number... At your LGS store? At your local your local LGS store that sells games? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Online results are the modern format right now. Online results like speaking, magic is an speaking on- as our speaking as our resident modern expert. I don't I don't think I, I really don't think you can ignore it. I don't know what you could possibly how you could possibly justify it. I don't get it. I like even with things reopening, even with FNMs being back on, even with, you know, tournaments being staged again, I would say Magic's still an online game at the moment. What percentage of, of, comp- oh, astronomical, of competitive yeah. Magic takes place online at the moment? The vast, 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 the vast overwhelming majority. majority of it, right? There aren't big tournaments that are being played offline, right? There's FNMs, sure, there's smaller stuff, but there's not big tournaments that are driving... No metagames forward it's streamers man it's 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 canister 
Crokey's is the authority. Crokey's is the best magic player online in the world. And he's obviously, you've seen this, right? You have to have seen this. Oh, yeah. During magic coverage, all the Crokey's fans come in and say, why isn't Crokey's playing this tournament? He's obviously the best player. Well, he's not the best player in the world. He might be the most prolific player in the world, but he's not the best player in the world. I mean, more people watch him play than anybody else. Probably makes him the best player. Must do. Must make him the best player. Yeah. Probably makes the most money out of it. Do you think he makes the most money out of magic? As a player? I wonder who is the best. He's he's got a long way to go to catch up on PV. Mm, That's true. I'd probably be up there. If we made a fortune, fortune, you know, 30 under 30. Well, I I guess we don't have to do the under 30. Whatever. Yeah. X under whatever. Um all-time magic earners. Oh, Cronkers are probably on that list. I reckon some coverage people might be on that list too. A very consistent gig. Oh, we don't need to shine the, shine the spotlight in that direction. Let's, let's, <laughs> Dennis, come on. Let's focus on the players. As a long-term yeah, yeah, coverage yeah, yeah. member, my job is to highlight the players here, Dennis. So let's uh, let's not turn the spotlight on You did, use, that you did use to joke that you were... Um you were one of the most one of the better paid magic professionals in the game. I'm one of the few people who's made it out on top. Yeah, there are yeah, many of true. us. Like magic is definitely You're in, the, in the green. I've definitely earned more money on magic than I've spent on it over the years. So yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Anyway, we've got another question here that comes in from Dave. Uh, you want to read us here? Dave writes in Riley and says. Hi, Smart. I have a question about rotation and getting new cards. I was reading Riley's articles on CFB about moving from online to paper, and he talked about being careful about buying certain cards ahead of rotation because I won't be able to play with them afterwards. I want to get into paper magic proper and start playing now, but if I'm wasting money by buying standard decks, would I be better off waiting until rotation happens? It feels like it's a long time away, and I want to be able to play now with things opening up again. Any advice is appreciated. Yes, this is, a, this, is a, this is something that I guess for newer players, you've got to account for the fact that, you know, if you go and buy, to play, buy a play set of, I don't know, man, a, a, a card that's going to rotate out in why can't I think of a single card that's going to rotate out pick any card from Throne of Eldrin yeah you're going, you're going to buy oh Bonecrusher Giant is in every single deck I'll buy a playset of it it's like great you've got two months mm-hmm. and that's not a that's a feel bad for, for new players so I, I it's something I didn't talk about it a whole lot in these articles you can't have a look at these articles well if you're if you're an, an online player who wants to make the jump into paper magic you should have a look at them because they might be useful um, but rotation's one of those things, a bit of a kick in the guts. It's like, oh, what? I can't play with these cards anymore, you know? And a lot of them, people say, oh, you know, you play modern, you play pioneer, whatever else. But a lot of them, nah, they're not, they're not making it to, you know, it's, it's such a but also, tiny proportion of cards that make it. To I mean, formats. now is an awkward time to buy cards that are about to rotate in eight weeks, granted, obviously. Yeah. But generally speaking, you get a long time out of those cards. I think like in the, in the course, bet- the, the time between corset and rotation is like the, or- the, the most awkward time to buy yep. cards that are rotating out. And that, that's when I'd really sell to say, say, say to people, just be careful what you pick up, right? So any cards that are in Eldraine, Ikoria, Theros, Corset 2021, like I just, I, I just wouldn't buy them, man. It's such a bad... I mean, well, on, I guess on the other hand, it's a good time to buy because everyone's trying to sell them because it's before rotation. But, like, these cards are not going to be very playable for very long. And no, broadly speaking, they're not going to make it into old formats. People have already moved on, man. Starting 2022 is popular on Arena. This is what I want to talk about. What you do, Dave... This is, this is, this is actually honest, honest and earnest advice here. What you do is you go onto Arena Deck Lists, you go into channelfireball.com, you go and look at these 2022 deck lists that are being posted. And it's amazing that they are, right? Because it's not a real format, mm-hmm. right? 
but people are posting deck lists and 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 whatever else for this 2022 arena only format right and that'll give you not only a good idea of what might be coming after rotation obviously we have to see what's in industry and whatever else that'll change things Mm -hmm. pretty pretty significantly based on what's in that but it gives you a deck that is going to be competitive that you can take to FNM and is not going to just bend you over and take all your lunch money um, by making you buy cards that are going to rotate out. And there's a caveat. These decks aren't going to be as powerful as the Sultai Ultimatums and the Rogues decks and whatever else that you're playing against, but you still will be able to go and give a good account of yourself at an FNM playing with these 2022 decks and then you can transition them into quote-unquote real decks once rotation happens, right? With like minimal, yeah. And also like you can buy some, you can, like you can buy some decks that have like a couple of cards that are going to rotate out and hedge. That's true. Like, you know, uh, lands are usually a good bet. Like for example, if you can pick up some Triumphs or something like that, they're fine. Like having having those cards is never that bad. They're always going to be playable and, and stuff like Commander. I think some of them perceive a little bit of play in Modern, so lands are a safe bet. Or just like cheap dollar rares or whatever. I mean, who cares, man? Like you just you just pick them up for your deck, so it's it's a weird time to be buying into standard but it's it's also not one that you should just like it's not binary is what we're saying right you don't need to wait eight weeks you can you can thread the needle here yeah. this is a needle needle that is threadable yeah i wouldn't start going out and chucking huge dollars at cards like brazen borrower although i mean maybe that, that's a card that'll stick around in modern but maybe um okay yeah but uh you know okay here we, don't go and buy like sultai ultimatum there you go avoid that but have a look. Have a look at some of the 2022 decks. See if there's ones that you like. Pick one of them up. They're going to be cheaper. And uh, then, depending on what's in Innistrad, you might even be able to upgrade that deck and have it be a real standard deck post-rotation. I mean, we have most information what standard's going to look like now. I See, I always think this, right? And then the new set is released in October or September or whatever It could else, be Eldraine again. And it knows? just changes everything again. Do you know what I mean? Well, you feel like it changes everything because it gets, like... Well, with such a focus on standard twenty twenty two, I don't think that's true anymore. Okay, is, this is my question, right? Is this different this year because so 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 many like thousands of hours yes. have been put into this format? This is different. So you don't think that Innistrad could change it that much? It can't unless it's unless we have an Eldrain problem. Unless yeah. it's another Eldrain problem, yeah. Which, based on recent sets, doesn't seem to be the case. When you look at like the D and D set, I don't know. You want the one that comes out post rotation to be a good one. I was going to say, haven't Wizards learnt their lesson? But, um, I mean, people hate Eldraine, dude. Mm-hmm. People hate Eldraine. I don't think they can afford another Eldraine, man. Can they afford it to be a... I mean, it being a crappy set just makes that Kaldheim look cool again or whatever, right? I think people have enjoyed more recent sets being less full on and over the top. And... You're right. Like, if the next set, if if the next Innistrad set is like, just kind of not like Ixalan bad in terms just of low power, just, just low lower powered. It means that we're going to have these other cards from other sets that have just been ignored for a year. Maybe the World Tree comes back. Yeah, from Kaldheim. From, well, Strixhaven, dude. Mm-hmm. There's one card in Strixhaven. Like, apart from Elite Spellbinder, what else in Strixhaven sees play? Like, Lean in Lightscribe yeah. in in mono white. Right? Yeah, maybe it's their time. So I don't know. I think that I, I think that the the best shot here for Innistrad would would be to aim low in terms of power level and hope that it doesn't completely throw the format out the window. And if that's the case, Dave, then buying into a twenty twenty two deck is the way to go. And I think that's a probably just a good move anyway, right? Like if you for sure. if you want to go and play standard now, that's what you do. Don't go and buy Salt Don't go and buy Rogues. 
Yeah, don't go don't buy Bob Crusher Jones. No, don't go and get a play set of Thieves Guilds Enforcers because that card is just going to be garbage in a couple of months, right? Whereas if you go and pick up, I don't know, there's the uh, Gregor Kowalski posted a, a mono white list uh, that plays like Book of Exalted Deeds. It's like an aggro deck that's got that book faceless haven combo in case mm. in case you want to win that way as well. There's there's a bunch of cool and weird stuff in um in in standard twenty. Although book, I think Book of Exalted Deeds is now banned in standard twenty twenty, but not in standard, so you can still play it at your FNM. Um, bunch of cool stuff you could do. So I don't know. I think I think I, that's the approach for sure. I think that's my actual and earnest advice, Dennis. Rare, rare treat. Let's let's not talk about earnest advice, right? Yeah, let's talk about Pokemon for much, a oh, oh, thank goodness. Too, oh, ugh, so much talk, so much magic and advice talk on this magic advice podcast. No, thank you. Have you so, been- Ryder, we have had we had Scrimey River, yeah. the podcast that you're currently listening to. Yeah, we've had Shaharazad Me River. Yes, the podcast which was the podcast. our podcast. The podcast we're talking about video games we were playing. Yeah, which someone misheard as Charizard Me River, which we started calling that because it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. And then we had. Gank me from River, which is our our League of Legends yeah. podcast yeah. within a podcast. With a Pokemon MOBA, Riley, mm. we now have Charizard me from River. Oh, dude, because it's Charizard me, fr- yeah, yes. because League of Legends gank me from River, so it's Charizard me from River. Our Pokemon Unite MOBA podcast. Now, I have not played this game, Riley, but you have. I don't understand why you haven't played it, Dennis. I don't understand how I'm the one who has played Pokemon Unite and you haven't. Would you play it with me? I'm coming to visit you next week. Will we play some Pokemon Unite? I, I'm not sure that you can. Oh, you probably can if you like have friend lists and stuff. Yes. Yes, I will, Dennis. All right. I'll download it. I hesitate to say it's kind of fun. Like, I didn't think I would find a MOBA where I was like, ah, oh, all right. Okay. Is it because you're playing against 11 year olds? One of the reasons <laughs> I find it fun is because. The caliber of competition, right? Let me te- mm. let me tell you about mm. the kind of people you're going to play against. These fierce competitors. That's what really keeps me coming back to. Po- Actually, I don't keep coming back to it. I haven't played it very much. But what I really like about Pokemon Unite is that you do a lot of winning. <laughs> you do <laughs> playing against you snot nose eleven. You do win a lot of games in Pokemon Unite just because, like, I don't know, they're children. They're, you're playing. You're probably playing as like literal literal children. What my experience of this game has been, right, is that there. So, there, so those of you who don't know, Pokemon Unite is a MOBA. It's kind of like it's like a very simple stripped down Dota League, League of, of Legends, Legends yeah. or Dota, right, or whatever. For with with Pokemon, you play as Pokemon, right? Um, and you go around, you try to knock out. You, you you fight wild Pokemon to get points, and then you you know try to jungling. You say you deposit those points in your opponent's base, whatever else, right? There's there's no towers or anything like that, and the skill sets of the Pokemon are very simple. But it's 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 basically just, you know, league for kids. Baby's first league. Baby's first league. But what is always the case when you play this so is five on five. There's one player who is just ridiculous. Like, like insanely good at the game. Four times as many points as anyone else. Clearly platform in League of Legends or whatever. Exactly. And then there's one other person who is like just an adult playing the game. That's me. And then there are three children. <laughs> and sometimes if you're lucky you're babysitting you're just babysitting there are four baby. children on the other team or even five right and they don't know what they're doing right and they have not like it like you've seen me you've seen me tower dive Dennis playing League of Legends yeah of course imagine a game where every push was a tower dive and there was no towers and there was no towers like well you're just running at people they just they ignore everything they just come straight for you right and the thing is you level up just in the same way as League right and mm-hmm. if you're in league, if you're like level 10 and they're level 11, you're like, oh, careful. Yeah. Watch out, right? 
They're not two points in their roles. You've got to be careful. I'm playing games of Pokemon Unite where I'm level 14 and they're level six and they see you and they're like, <laughs> they go straight over to you and you're like, all right, well, I'll just, uh, I'm just going to ult real quick. and <laughs> I'll just annihilate you real quick. One sec. So if you enjoy, it, it, is, it does feel fun after like months and months of getting absolutely pub stomped at, absolutely curb stomped, I should say, by people on League. It feels fun to be the one. Is it like playing those first couple Bach games we played? Playing League of Legends? I didn't even enjoy them, man, I have to say. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's fun. It's a fun game. I'll, I'll bring my Switch. We'll play Pokemon Unite. Here's what I don't like about it. It's, it's free, Lola. which means it costs, it costs a lot of money to play. Or time. No, dude, like. Oh, it is. I've heard it's actual pay to win. It's just a 10 cent pay to win game, dude. Like it, it, it really is. You know, you can yeah. grind, you can grind it out. You say that League is a 10 cent game. Yeah. Well, this one is even more of a, this one is an 11 cent game based on that. Like it is, Ooh. it's, it, it's, it's bad, man. It's bad. You get like, obviously there's a weekly rotate of, a rotation of, or might even be daily, I don't know, of free Pokemon that you can play pa- as. Pocket Man, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, all the good ones are. And they don't even, they don't even, like this, it's so, it's There's not no, even. Charizard's not in the free rotation. Uh, it's not, it's so shameless as well. They're like, oh, you want Gengar, huh? Pay up. Oh, you want how much, how much is How much does a Pokemon cost to unlock? 20 or 30 euros? Not cheap. Not cheap, man. Like the, the, it's, I, 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 there's like a free battle pass that you can grind out coins and that sort of stuff, but like, you're not unlocking everything. You're not unlocking everything without getting that wallet out. And I don't like that, man. I don't like that. I really don't like that monetization model. You know? It feels bad. Well, I mean, how many how many Pokemon are there? In the game? Yeah. Like 15? 20? And how, many, how many are free at any given time? Five? Six? Five? Mm, yeah, I guess that's okay. Yeah. Would you, would you rather just play 25 quid for the game? Yes. This is would what happened with Destiny, that? man. We, you know, I've been playing Destiny, right? Destiny's got money out of me because they're like, hey, here's a battle pass if you want it. Here's the season thing. Here's the DLC. Go and play the game. Not every time I log in, oh, get this. Oh, you can't unlock that without this. Come and get these gems. Like, they don't have that. And so now I'm like, here's have some money, Destiny, because I like it. I like the cut of your jib. Like, I know, look, this whole thing is, this whole episode has been old men yelling at clouds, right? But I yes. like that when I bought Pokemon Gold. Shit, that's not even true. I was about to say, I like when I was I played Pokemon Gold. I could catch them all, but I couldn't because I needed my yes. brother to have Pokemon Silver. Yeah, they've been they've been doing me dirty From day one since two thousand since since nineteen ninety six. Man, they've been doing me dirty since I bought first bought Pokemon Red. They've been doing me dirty. Oh my goodness! I got a lot of thinking to do, Dennis. <laughs> well, anyway, po- thank you for listening. Pokemon United has an existential crisis about Pokemon. If you've here. got a Switch, download it. If you I don't know. I'm not paying any money. I'm putting zero cents into this 10 cent game, but I guess I'll play it for a little bit because it's kind of fun to... Can I tell you one more thing before we wrap up? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, when Pokemon Stadium was announced, right? And it was that one was like, there were 3D Pokemon they were fighting. I thought what it was going to be was you controlled a Pokemon, like personally, and you moved around the arena and you had to like aim your moves and all that sort of stuff, right? You know, if you're playing as a as a... Blastoise. You had to physically move your Blastoise around the arena, use Hydro Pump, aim in the right place at the opposing Pokemon. Yeah, they could try to an action, almost like a fighting game, like an up, well, like a full three D, like yeah, APG or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it turns out no, it was just the same as the Game Boy versions, more or less, but 
you know, 3D. With 3D graphics. And now, 20 years later, here we are playing the game. Not, I, I have to say, I didn't imagine it to be a MOBA, but playing the game that I imagined as a kid, controlling a Pokemon, using moves in the right place. It was, yeah, so. When are we getting Pokemon MMO? I think it's in the works, right? Mm. Yeah. It's coming. God, that'd be good. That'd be fun. I like Pokemon a lot. I like Pokemon so much that I'm playing a MOBA. Like, that's that's how much I like Pokemon, man. Now, would you have played... Would you play League if there was, you could be a Charizard in it or a Gengar? I have to say... It wouldn't be a character. There are characters that are basically Charizard and basically Gengar in there I mean, already. Be- uh, before, we, before we go too overboard here, like, I'm not giving up, you know, my entire... I'm not, I'm not turning into a Pokemon Unite stream or anything. It's a game that I... What I have played a little bit. Would you stream it? Pokemon Unite? I don't think so. Yeah. Well, it's difficult to stream... Oh, that's from a switch anyway. Me, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't get the sound set up working properly with my switch, unfortunately, to stream. But I don't know, man. It, it's like it's a fine game, and I, I've enjoyed it a little bit. But like, it's not gonna, you know. I, I'll tell you this: we're not gonna be sitting here talking about it in a month. It's probably the one and only ever episode of Charizard Me from River. Is there a river? No, there's no river. Boo. I mean, there is a way that you can walk from the bottom of the map to the top of the map, like straight. So I guess technically that's a river. But is there a river? Is there water it's not, in it? It's not physically a river, no. no. I mean, there's no jungle. It's long grass. Well, that makes sense. They they, they, they had that in the They had that the, one ready to go. Yeah, it's very funny, though, because, like, when I was playing it, I was like, okay, we'll do Baron. Zapdos. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dragon. The dragon's up. You go and fight. I don't even know. It's some new Moltres Pokemon. or whatever? No, no, no. It's, a, it's like a new po- I don't know what the name of it. It's like a big turtle. I, I, I honestly, I'm not, I'm, this isn't a But bit. there is a dragon and a baron. There are dragons and baron, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Oh, it's fun, man. It's a fun game. We'll, we'll play it. We'll play it. Wait, is next week's episode going to be- Live. It's going to be live. It's going to be us in the same room, Dennis, in the meat space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, I haven't seen you in, in IRL for- Two years? No, a year and a half. Dreamhack. Anaheim. Oh, yeah, Anaheim. Anaheim, Anaheim was the last one, yeah. After, we went to B-dubs, man. We did go to B-dubs. Can't go to B-dubs here, but I'll, I'll take you out, man. Don't worry about it. I went to I'll B-dubs look. in a weird, really busy strip mall. Yeah. Hey, it was great. And then we went to Dave and Buster's? In this economy? Both Dave and Buster. It was great. Dave and Buster's was fun. We had a good, I had a good time. It was too noisy. Did we do anything at Dave and Buster's? I think we played a little bit, and then we had to- Why do we have to go? Oh, because the after party for DreamHack was- And then we went and hung out with Bloody- Oh, yeah, with Bloody and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fun. It was a fun time, man. Yeah, Remember those times we used to hang out in, in real life like friends? Oh. Nope. Nope. I've forgotten all. Lost to <laughs> I the, live in this chair now. Lost to the mist of time. All right, we're done. Well, that's it. We're, we're crashing up on an hour again, dude. Yeah, once again. A small show. Heaven forbid we ever do a big show. We'll be here for three hours. What's the longest episode of Smart? Uh, the one we did with uh, Elf, I have an idea, right? With Louise, I think it was an hour and a half gone. Ditch the vinyl. Okay, that easily done. We never, we <laughs> never weren't ditching the vinyl. Hundredth episode of Smart. Yeah, twelve hour episode. No. <laughs> Six. I'll give you two. How about that? Ooh, double, double feature. Yeah, there you go. That's fine. Two hour episode. All right, we're done. That's it. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Check out all the comments, you can grab all that good stuff, and it's good stuff, and it's good stuff.